Hey, it's Lynn Brown. I'm a speaker, trainer, and coach with the John Maxwell team and a teaching partner with Empowered Living. In the first half of my life, I basically was trapped by the opinions of other people. And then in my spare time, you know, I was literally trapped by the opinions of others. It was, it was like living in a mental prison. And then one day I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I don't know if any of you listen have ever experienced that, but I was like, there has got to be more for me in this life. And it was at that time that I took a step in the direction of my dream. Now it was a small step, but it was a step. And I had never done that before. I would live, I had lived half my life and had never done that before, but I bet on myself, I invested in a personal growth um, program, became certified. And I will tell you that when I began to change the way that I looked at things, the things that I looked at truly began to change. And then later I found the quote, Wayne Dyer, he actually said that, you know, and it's so true. So now I just partner with people who wanna do the same who want to become the best versions of themselves and then in turn go add value to other people so they can go and multiply that and it's just that ripple effect. So today is no different. I'm super excited to introduce our guest for today. You are going to love her. She is she is amazing, passionate about, you know, what what lights her fire in her soul. And so Alexandria, welcome to the Gritty Women podcast. What are you most excited about today? Hi, thank you for having me. So I'm super excited to talk about, uh, to talk to you about what I do, because except being a fashion photographer and writer, I focus a lot on helping artists turn their creative passion into a full-time job, because seeing so many people who are miserable and hate their jobs, I read somewhere that 70 to 75% of people hate their jobs. And, you know, they, many Many would love to be creative and do something else, but they never even try because they consider it's risky and they just go to a job that they know they will hate. And I feel heartbroken when I see it because I strongly believe that if more people would do what they love, the world would be a better place. So I'm super excited to talk to you about it. Wow, that is that is such a great point because if we don't wake up every day excited you know, to hit the floor running, to just run toward what we love. You know, we, that impacts our mindset. It impacts the people around us. And, and, and I totally believe that, that you're right. There's so many people not walking in their purpose. There's so many creatives out there that are so talented, but they just don't know how to take that and market it and push it, push it out there. So I'm super excited to hear, you know, your experience on this today. So what I think is the basis of the success is, is your mindset because many people have been brought up in this traditional way, me including, uh, study hard, get good grades and then get a good job. And this get a good job always means somebody has to give you a job. So, you know, we are always accept, expecting to please somebody and so that somebody can do us this favor and give us a job. And in order to succeed as an artist or as a creative or just freelancer doing something else, you have to switch this mindset to something meaning get a good job, meaning create this job for yourself or create the opportunities for yourself to get a good job. So putting more, more pressure on yourself, but also giving you the control over your life. It's not that ah, nobody wants to give me a job. 
it's up to you. You can do it. So you have to have this active mindset and just, you know, do the smallest thing that comes to your mind. Because I know starting is difficult, but the smallest thing that comes to your mind, just start. Make a list of all the possible things, no matter how stupid they may seem or crazy, just and try them one by one. And also learn that most of them will not work. It's usually like this. It's totally normal. It's not that you're a failure. It's just that you have to adjust. So you keep learning what works in your situation, what doesn't, and you just keep adjusting, learning, and trying, trying, trying. And this way you really see that the snowball starts rolling. That's such a great point. It's, it's just taking that first step. You know you're going to fail. We know that failure is a constant companion to success. It is not going away ever. So... When we get over that fear of failure and realize that the greatest things in the world really came through failure. I always, I always think about the Wright brothers and I think about what their mom must have thought when they ran in that afternoon going, mom, oh, mom, we're going to make a flying machine. You know, I mean, I can just hear me talking to my kids going, oh, that sounds great. Let me get the, you know, the camera and take your picture, whatever. We'll post it on Instagram, you know, but I'm sure they were like, whatever here those boys go again but you know they kept on they and they never had a pilot's license they had never seen a plane because there wasn't a plane but i think that's such a great point you said it's just start and then as you go through your ideas and even the failures you're gonna begin to build that snowball as it goes and the momentum is just going to continue but yeah you gotta you gotta fight for your dream because nobody else is going to definitely Wow. Now, as when you were small, like in elementary school, was there ever anything about you? Is there, are there, were there any clues in your background that did you start a lemonade stand or were you just driven in any of those areas like that? Was there something that made you want to, to own your own business someday? Well, when I was in elementary school, not really. I just always, when people were asking me what you want to do, I always had some quite weird answers, like I want to be a paleontologist of, and to study dinosaurs. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. That is great, though, because you were already thinking out of the box. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, box. I was always doing way out there. Yes, I was always making my teachers quite crazy because, you know, or I was writing the essay on something else, on, you know, uh, inventing some new interpretation of the movie. And, you know, sometimes my teachers were even like blocking me or punishing me, like saying, no, it doesn't work. Or I remember one very particular thing in secondary school when we had to invent our own sign, like a sign that you could put in a class, in a school, you know, something like the road signs. And instead of doing something boring, like, please keep silent, you know, or don't eat, like things that everybody did, I made uh, something like, it's forbidden to do brainwashing uh, or attention brainstorming. Uh, and my teacher hated it. <laughs> oh, that is so amazing. How old were you then when you did that? I guess, I don't know, 14. <laughs> that is amazing. So you said attention brainstorming and no what'd you say about brainwashing forbidden um, it's brainwashing. forbidden yeah forbidden brainwashing i mean you were like this little pioneer but way before your time because like, I, 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 I always hate something that is you know everybody was doing those simple things but they never do the simple things because they're boring but and you know this was quite devastating that my teachers usually hated those ideas 
but so I just was okay I will wait till the school ends and then I will really do something with it wow that is amazing and you gotta wonder you know why do you think that they those teachers were were threatened by that idea well I think they were um you know this particular teacher he seemed like a burnout middle-aged man and he probably was doing actually what he told to the students so he was just taking the easy way doing something just to like pass the exam or just pass the next day of life and he wasn't really passionate about it so i don't know he was like uh yeah when he, when he saw my when he saw my drawings and uh, i don't know he just didn't like anything that was out of his comfort zone it was it was weird but <laughs> I, wow. I didn't care really yeah, that is, that is so amazing, though, but it didn't stop your passion. And, and, you know, that's what I hope everybody can hear today that's listening to this podcast. Even though you may be in an environment that is the soil, you know, the growth environment is toxic for your dream. And you're throwing your dream out there and it's landing on toxic soil. But if you have enough passion and you have to go the extra mile and you find people that are doing what you want to do, your dream will survive and but you you're the fire behind the dream but i think that is amazing and what a great what a great just real-time lesson for all of us and wow i wish you could speak to the national education associations in all over the world because this very thing is is what has broken our system you know this very this lack of creativity and and we've been taught to learn from 20th century, you know, a mindset of 20th century. And, you know, we're no longer there. The, the, you know, the ship has left the harbor, but people are still talking about stuff that nobody's answering questions to. And they're still asking those questions. It's like, it's time to move on. So, wow, how exciting. Wow. Um, so, despite what the noise was around you, you just kept on creating and you were, you were so far past any box there was no box near you and so then when did you step into your business that you're doing now so actually after i finished high school i wanted to go to film school because it was my dream to be a movie director i didn't manage i totally collapsed the, the entry exams and so i went to law school because, um, you know, anyway, I was brought up in a very traditional way. My parents are doctors, my grandparents are teachers. So, you know, it was always study, get good grades, get a good job. So, you know, when I, my parents were trying to support me, on the other hand, they were just scared. You know, when I said I want to go to film school, my, you know, my mom was totally terrified. My dad told me you will end up working in a supermarket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they told me, they, they just made me like a, ultimatum okay apply for film school but also pass your exams so that you can get into university if you need so i didn't get into film school so i went to law school because you know actually i didn't have a better idea uh, for my life and in poland you can do so many things after law school you not only can be a lawyer you can work in corporations you can work in magazines you can teach you can do so many things just people think you're smart so so it was just a broad, this broad area that was like, okay, I have no better idea for my life. I will go to law school. So you chose that just out of, not desperation, but it was a, it was a traditional 
way to path to go that would provide income. It was a safe place. And yes, sort of. And also I like at being 19, I didn't feel I'm ready for anything else. So I knew I wanted to go to university just, you know, I didn't get into film school. I didn't get into creative university. So I was like, okay, I can go to study law because you know, it's not different than how I was studying at school. And I, I knew somehow, you know, for this traditional growing up, I knew I wanted to go to university. I wanted to have a degree. I didn't really, it was my passion that to be in law, but I wanted to have a good degree uh, so that because I didn't really know who I wanted to be. So I wanted to have a degree that would open me many doors in the future. And right. so that was my, my plan. Uh, during the university, I was taking pictures all the time. At some point, I was all the time organizing photo shoots. At some point, my mom told me, baby, I know you will not be a lawyer, but please just graduate. <laughs> just just put down your camera and finish the, the bar and pass it, and then you can take some more pictures. Yeah, just, yeah, just get the degree. Just get the degree. I know you won't be a lawyer, but just get the degree. With my mom, it's actually a funny story because at first she was totally terrified. She didn't even want to let me apply to film school, but later her friends like convinced her. But later seeing that all my passion and all the effort that I was putting into pictures and creativity. And uh, now she's actually my biggest fan. So it's a, a bit like a Billy Elliot story. Wow. So about my business, it actually was a bit of a coincidence because right after graduating law back in Poland, I moved to Italy to join my then fiance and my husband. And so I started searching for a job. And, uh, you know, for nearly eight months, I was struggling and I was depressed because I have three degrees because except of photography, I was, uh, except of law, I also have Spanish uh, philology and photography. I speak five languages and I couldn't find a job. So I was wow. like, I neither, you know, neither getting an interview for a secretary. So after eight months, I was like, okay like that's that's enough like I'm putting so much effort into getting a job I will hate and it can't go any worse than that so why not putting all this effort into something I might actually like and as I said it can't go worse than that <laughs> that is that is wild you went through all of that and then you just decided you know what I'm taking that step in the direction of my dream Yes, the, definitely. You know, I was in a foreign country. I wasn't speaking even the language well. I didn't know anybody. I wanted to be a fashion photographer. I didn't know any models. I didn't know any makeup artists. But I was like, okay, like that's it, it, enough. I could spend years on doing this, searching for a job. Later, do for a few years internship for very bad money, and later, you know, they promise. So maybe in ten years, I will get any normal payment. And for what? <laughs> it's not worth it. Wow, wow. Um, so, so a first step. What what could you what could you say to you know our listeners, our viewers out there, regardless of you know the area that they're they're wanting to go into, but you know specifically if they are interested in an, in an area of you know the arts, you know, what would you, what would you recommend? What is, what is a, a good next step? So first this active mindset, so that it's all up to you and keep searching, keep searching, keep inventing ways. This didn't work okay than other ones. This is the thing I already said. Um, you know, what I think 
it's important is to consider everything that you already have that you already can do because many people tell me ah i don't have the right camera i don't have the studio i don't have that i don't have that okay focus on what you already have because you will discover that you can do so many things like for example me as photographer yes i make photo shoots and i make fashion photo shoots but i also sometimes they don't know birthday party pictures if needed if i if i have to little clients or i can teach or i can teach retouching or i offer retouching services i'm good with photoshop so i design book covers i sell my pictures on stock and so on and so on and so on so you can keep growing this list and also this way you create multiple sources of income that bring you actually the financial security because you know it's not only that now is COVID, but a year ago, for example, a member of my family got very ill and I had to spend a month with them in hospital. And I didn't lose any money on this because I just moved moved some photo shoots. The rest I was working from my laptop and, and I was fine. And I was all the time thinking, oh my God, and if I would have a nine to five job, what would I do? It would be so, so horrible. So this way, using everything that you have, sometimes making compromises as i said i was also taking birthday party pictures and baptism pictures uh, i never did weddings because it takes too much time but just you know adjusting and and going using everything that you have it, it helps it, it's the way to start also i know the most difficult thing at the beginning is finding clients so my advice with that is try to go to places where they are already searching for services like yours because you may have a website but if you don't have a traffic it doesn't like it doesn't bring results it can be like your business card but first you have to find a person to give this business card to so you know all the websites don't know fiverr upwork uh, places local area websites with uh, announcements uh, with news people that uh, websites where people already can request services don't know there are websites like for brides that there are lists of of wedding photographers makeup artists florists and all, all the things you know wedding is an easy example but all the things that you can think about like this in your area where people are already searching for what you need it's much easier to sell to such people who already know that they need you that's right. Just just become the solution to somebody's problem. And when we do that, regardless of our background, but when we, when we become the solution, then we, you know, ha have customers for life. And um, so that is that is so enlightening. And I just thank you so much. We're going to have to we're going to have to have you back on the show again, <laughs> because um, I know that there are going to be some some people that want to you know, just have the next step and find out some ways they can specialize, even with this, you know, the state of, you know, uncertainty that we're facing all over the world and how we can still um, use and design our life just through the flexibility. So I'm super excited as we, as we close out today, um, tell us real quick how people can connect with you. So people can connect with me uh, through my website that is alexandragaller.com, Alexandra with KS. And I'm also on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, on my website, there is a live chat and it's me answering everything. So uh, I oh, love getting awesome. messages. Okay, well, thank you. And we'll definitely put all your bio and, and contact points um, with the podcast when we publish it. And we'll you know let you know when that's coming out. And so until, until we uh, have you back on the show, thank you so much. I look forward to connecting with you on all things social and 
just remember that, you know, gritty is the new strong, gritty is the new pretty, and we're going to fall down, but we're going to keep gritting back up. So thank you so much again, Alexandria. I wish you I wish you the best and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you for having me. It was it was a pleasure. Oh, it's so great to have you. Thank you again.